0: You know, on the whole, U.S. millennials, they want brands to be reliable, honest, trustworthy, smart. But being inclusive has taken the biggest leap in terms of brand priorities for them. And almost a third want to see companies committing to inclusive year-round advertising. And they expect brands to take action alongside this.
1: You're listening to Retail Remix. Your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. Everybody is talking about Gen Z and Gen Alpha now. And I get it. I get it. They're getting more wallet share. They have a lot of very fascinating behaviors and preferences. A lot of great insight that brands and retailers can dig into. But what happened to the millennials, y'all? Like, We still matter, right? All right, I may be taking this a little bit personally, but I will say millennials largely are in the midst of a lot of very exciting changes in terms of our lifestyles, key milestones, that actually lend themselves well to very interesting behavior changes. If you don't believe me, Listen to Laura O'Connell. She is trend manager for GWI, and she has some new data from the company around millennials, what they're looking for, where their heads are at, what their priorities are, and even how they're using things like social media and the metaverse to engage with brands. Now, there are some interesting crossovers with younger generations, but there are also some nuances that marketing and experience teams need to take note of. Again, don't believe me? Listen in and find out. Laura, thanks so much for being on the show. It is so great to have you here with us today.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. So for those who are listening
1: right now and maybe unfamiliar with GWI, let's start there. Can you share a little bit about
0: the company and the work that you do as Trends Manager? Yes, yeah, absolutely. So for anyone who's unfamiliar with GWI, we use Audience Insights to answer the questions every business has about its customers. And we're powered by consistent data that represents the views of just over two and a half billion people in Fifty countries, and we put all of this data into a platform that serves as this on-demand window into their world. And you know, we use that data to paint a picture of what people around the world think, what they feel, what they do. You know, so our research is from a whole host of data products, giving people really, you know, deep and in, interesting insights into that modern-day consumer. And then on top of that, too, we also conduct a month-to-month survey. And that really allows us to you know, harness what consumers are thinking about in terms of those big events or key moments and what's happening really across a select set of global markets. Within the work that I do within the trends team, It's heavily involved in finding truly unique data, and you know, getting those insights out into the world. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's that unexpected analysis that you just wouldn't really want to see on, you know, the surface or at face value. So, you know, using GWI data on the trends team, I'm really able to, you know, avoid any of those those red herrings that can kind of lead marketers astray.
1: Love it. So. Never a dull moment, probably, in your world
0: right now. (laughs) Never a dull moment.
1: But I mean, to the end, I mean, there are so many interesting trends and changes happening when it comes to consumer behaviors. I mean, especially looking at it through a global lens. But are there any particular areas that you've pursued more recently that you find particularly interesting or you're especially passionate about? I always love hearing how researchers and trend analysts kind of find their areas of peak interest and and dig into them.
0: Yeah, totally. So at GWI, our, our biggest reports are our annual research reports, and we call those connecting the dots. And we release those to talk about the biggest trends we see in our data for the upcoming year, you know, so that businesses can really make the right moves with their strategies. So this year's reports for 2022, will will focus on what's next for brands in 2023. And I'm, I'm super excited about those. And our trend team, we work on a lot of these macro level reports that really speak to a, a wider industry lens. So what's happening in entertainment, social media, finance, for example, and, you know, all what's important at different generational levels so we have a large generational report that focuses on more of those attitudinal behaviors as well and that's a really big passion of mine on a personal level those behaviors concerns interests that i think impact a larger cultural implication and you know what that means for brands and and how they can react or you know action on those needs
1: Yeah, it's actually the big reason why I'm especially excited to have you on the show today, because I know that there has been some recent research from GWI on all generations, but especially millennials and being a millennial myself. I mean, it's been been interesting to see the shift in focus from all about millennials to understanding the millennial and, you know, how they're going into the workforce to this emphasis on Gen Z and Gen Alpha. So like they're kind of like the shining stars right now, especially in retail. So I'm curious, why millennials for you? Like what aspects of, you know, their behaviors, lifestyles, mindsets do you find especially interesting, especially in context of our younger counterparts?
0: Yeah, so we just released two generational reports on millennials, one on a more global outlook, which, you know, allows us to compare markets and what's happening around the world. And then a second, which focused specifically on just the U.S. And that really allows us to, you know, really dive into the needs of the American millennial. And, you know, while we do have big generational reports on Gen Z and Gen Alpha, you know, to answer your question, the reason we've also chosen to focus on millennials is, because they're a group that's still heavily influencing what the market is looking like. And they're a generation that retailers should really be focusing on. And brands should actually kind of look at this as as an advantage that millennials have grown up Three in five U.S. millennials have kids, uh, more are in management roles. Their expectations are really, you know, reshaping the workplace. They've got more confidence in their ability to earn and grow their finances. So they are focused on, you know, these meaningful ways to spend their money. So, you know, even though this generation is getting older, it definitely doesn't mean that they're not as important. Yeah. Like the term geriatric millennial, I'm like, why?
1: It's better now we're getting older. Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> so before we dig into some of the findings, because there are a lot of very interesting ones, is there anything else you want to share, like in terms of the objectives going into the research and how you went about gathering all the data? I mean, share a little bit about your process at the top of our conversation, but I always like hearing how organizations have some initial objectives or ideas that they want to really dig into and how they build the survey out from there. So is there anything from a contextual standpoint you need to share before we get into the findings?
0: Yeah. So our methodology is, it's tailored to our different data sets and our figures are representative of the online populations of each market. So for example, in GWI USA, we survey over 20,000 internet users in the US, age 16 and above every quarter. Core, which is our flagship multi-market study, that has been running quarterly ever since 2013. So we're looking at An enormous library of data points to pull from in order to get the results from our report about this generation or any other generation or any other report for that matter, which I know might sound like this impossible task, but our our platform is really user-friendly. It's a really user-friendly tool. So whether you're a more experienced researcher or, you know, someone who just really wants to kind of see the insights, there's, there's something there for everyone. So hopefully that kind of gives a little bit of a highlight into, you know, kind of the the methodology that's used in, in our research.
1: Yeah, that's great. So let's get into some of the findings and interesting shifts that have been happening for millennials in particular. And I think you, you made a brief mention of this a little bit ago, just around the lifestyle shifts that are happening for a lot of millennials right now. Um, a lot of them are starting families, they feel more confident in their work. Can we kind of dig into those a little bit or any other notable shifts in priority? So like, with these lifestyle shifts, how does that impact how they look at spending or, you know, the brands they do business with or their expectations of the brands they do business with? Because I I could imagine just based on my own behaviors that they're kind of connected.
0: Yeah, yeah. So as millennials have gotten older, their core values have evolved as well. So things like convenience, personalization, uh, sustainability, those Types of things are weighing much more on their minds. For this generation in 2020, there was this focus more on work, more on family life. And among U.S. millennials in 2020, raising a family was 11th on their list of priorities. But if you fast forward to 2022, it's now 5th. So that's a huge jump in just the past two years from 11th to 5th. And as their values have shifted, retailers should also know that 23% of millennials are more likely to say the brands they buy from reflect their values. And our research shows, you know, they're willing to spend as such. They're more loyal to companies who prioritize social responsibility, for example. You know, we've seen a 16% increase in the last two years of, of millennials wanting brands to be inclusive. So yeah, their values are shifting and that's really top of mind for them right now. And it's a great opportunity for brands to, to shift their focus to what's important for them now. That's great. So let's dig
1: into that values statement, because I always find it so interesting. Like we say values, but what does that really mean in the hearts and minds of the consumer, right? And and how does that translate to a brand that is trying to develop its purpose and its value proposition for those consumers, right? Again, it's all, it's all connected. So can you expand upon or, or clearly define what inclusivity and values mean in context of the research, or, or maybe in this case, in the minds of millennials?
0: Yeah, yeah. So thinking about millennials, you know, for starters, they're more diverse. You know, this means they're 44% more likely to prefer brands that feature people who look like them on TV, for example. So companies are really going to benefit from ensuring this, you know, relatively big generational group has, high quality, diverse representation across all types of media. You know, on the whole, US millennials, they want brands to be reliable, honest, trustworthy, smart. But being inclusive has taken the biggest leap in terms of brand priorities for them. And almost a third want to see companies committing to inclusive year-round advertising. And they expect brands to take action alongside this. And as far as millennials gravitating to brands that they buy from that reflects their values you know the values in this case are what we've seen change for them from an attitudes and interests perspective so they're more focused on sustainability so a brand's ethical status influences their purchase decisions they're far more focused on convenience so there's a heavier reliance on the tech world for shopping you know and if you look at shopping specifically over the last couple of years Things like coupons, special offers, free shipping, you know, they've become less important to millennials and, and things like same day delivery, live chat facilities, tailored recommendations. All of those things have been some of the fastest growing purchase drivers for this generation.
1: Got it. And, and I'm wondering, and maybe you have two cents to share here around how these shifts and priorities and what people are really looking for in terms of brand experiences, customer experiences, like how the dots connect to some of the life changes. So like I know for myself, I have a four and a half year old. So things like doing business with brands that, you know, understand my views as a parent, how I want to raise my child, Like I start to think more critically about those things. And likewise, you know, I'm getting more comfortable in my career and confident in my career. But As a result, I'm looking for more convenience and more seamlessness in shopping. So like, are these connecting points that show a greater context for the brands and retailers that are trying to market? To millennials, like how, how does this all connect? I guess is the big question.
0: Yeah, I, I think the important thing is that they feel empowered. Pre-COVID, this generation was often credited with changing employer, employee power dynamics, and they've gained influence, you know, since then, right? More in management roles, more expect a promotion in the near future, right? This group seeks. More flexibility from their employers too, as you mentioned. You know, you have a young child now, right? There's that flexibility in the working culture, right? Forty-seven percent of millennials say they strive for a good work-life balance. Thirty-three percent want encouragement to switch off, right? So, US millennials they really kind of are standing out uh, in terms of those things that are important for them in their working life, actually, compared to other countries, you know, flexible hours are a a top priority in other countries, but also, you know, in the US, actually, it's days off for mental well-being that ranks higher on the list of priorities. So so they're really trying to engage in a more flexible opportunity to kind of switch off and, you know, really are striving for that good work-life balance. In terms of, you know, starting families, right, this affects the kinds of things that they're seeking. So, for example, there's been an 18% rise in the number of millennials saying that good facilities for children and families is most impactful for where they decide to travel. So, you know, that's on their minds too, right? Starting a family is a is a big, huge shift. So how to navigate their day to day and, you know, when that's really changed quite dramatically for them is, is a really big focus.
1: Yeah. And obviously sustainability is more top of mind for, these consumers, most likely, because they are thinking about the well being of their families and, you know, creating a world that is healthy and thriving for their children. So, obviously, sustainability is huge, something that's very top of mind for millennials. But there's also just this broader tie, and I feel like to social responsibility as a whole, which I know encompasses many things right so can you expand upon all the different ways that social responsibility kind of shows up in the minds of millennials and how that impacts brand decision making and loyalty for this generation
0: yeah definitely and i think actually if you use sustainability in a a topic like sustainability it's a really good example of, of how they're doing that you know millennials are often thought of as this very green generation but their outlook on the environment is actually quite complex They're actually less likely to say they try to recycle, for example, compared to other previous generations, which I think maybe might be surprising to some people. But it's not really down to this lack of care for the environment. It's more about a shift in their attitude towards responsibility. Millennials' most popular eco-attitude across the US is that the government should do more to help the environment. So there's a bit of a responsibility shift happening. But, you know, in, in addition to this, millennials are far more focused on like sustainable alternatives, for example. So they're on the lookout for brands that have made progress on internal steps that they've taken towards growing green. And, you know, this isn't really in just interests of, say, for example, like the CPG industry anymore. You know, we costs are rising, right? We, you know, in the US, we're dealing with record high inflation. Millennials are also focusing on, on energy and on housing, even like the electronics industries, right? All of this is very important for millennials. So using sustainability is a really good example of actually how they want to use social responsibility to play into into brands and that loyalty and how that really kind of impacts them.
1: Yeah. And I will say it's pretty incredible how some brands and retailers have used digital as a vehicle to connect those dots for consumers and of present this united front for their audience and show through tangible examples and through content and resources around how they're showing up, you know, from a social responsibility standpoint and a sustainability standpoint. We've seen some very robust like ESG reports and how that stems into social content, which leads me to my next question around the role of social media among millennials, because obviously, you know, there's the social commerce side of things, which is like you scroll, you get inspired, you want to buy. But I feel like for millennials, and again, I'm kind of using my own experiences as a jumping off point, social platforms have become really core to search, to researching topics, and to getting more tangible and detailed information. So I mean, what top platforms are rising to the top? How are behaviors evolving for millennials that you think are worth noting for our listeners?
0: Yeah, I mean, so since the start of the pandemic especially we've seen a move away from you know if we think about kind of the behavioral changes we've seen this move away from perfection on social media and this trend is really prevalent among U.S. millennials you know misinformation is their biggest frustration with social media and many also really dislike seeing these kind of shallow or unrealistic self-representations that you see on social media so what that means is that, you know, they've turned to apps and content types that really kind of veer away from this idea of this perfect world. You know, but the big, big shift that we've seen in social media is is the expansion of TikTok. Almost half of US millennials use the app. And, you know, while it might still not be as popular as Facebook or Instagram for millennials, Companies, I think, targeting millennials or looking to speak to millennials could definitely benefit from getting involved on TikTok, you know, especially as this is a generation of users that are really likely to participate in like hashtag challenges initiated by brands. So I think it's a really good place to kind of invest in millennials there.
1: Yeah, TikTok is so interesting because it really is this like perfect hybrid of news and information about like, skincare routines, for example, like some of these videos dig really deep into like the science of it, like ingredients, but it's also like product discovery. It's parenting tips. Like I've seen a rise in like mental health accounts and like how they share tips with people. And it's not just a one lane commerce driven experience, right? Like it's all encompassing. It really gets into the context of, you know, what we're looking for and how we want to be entertained. And and maybe just maybe there's a product that can kind of help us. So I guess my question for you is, is the uptick in, in TikTok usage a result of consumers' gravitating to the creators, like the ones that are have these accounts and are providing resources that are trustworthy? Or is this more so like a connecting point to this trend that we're hearing a lot about now in that TikTok is becoming more of a search engine? Or are these two thoughts or ideas kind of interconnected because they're all part of like that broader customer experience.
0: Yeah, and you know, millennials are really big on influencers, but they're also really key contributors to the creator economy themselves. So in our data, we know that over half post a short form video monthly. And, you know, many have sold like items that they've made online in the last year. So we've seen a lot of brands who are creating communities around more high profile influencers. But, you know, to your point, right, this opportunity for brands to kind of build trust and express authenticity by boosting those, I guess what we could call ordinary creators, you know, even from my own experience of of using the platform right there's so much content like you said about mental health or you know other kind of things that I think are out there that maybe aren't really kind of from your usual run-of-the-mill influencer and I think for millennials it could also be tapping into just the way they use social media in general over a fifth of millennials say they mainly use social media to find like-minded groups so tapping into the way they view social media and there's not only this place for content creation, but community too, is, I think is really important for brands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and another platform that was brought up in the research, I believe, is Pinterest, which I always try to bring Pinterest into the conversation because I feel like there's such an like unsung hero of like the social media world because like everybody's focusing on like the new glitzy features and capabilities. But I always feel like Pinterest is always quietly in the background working. <laughs> so could can, can you share a little bit about like the trends that you're seeing in terms of Pinterest usage and what millennial consumers are looking for here? Like is it content and inspiration? Or is there like a true intent to purchase here that we just aren't tapping into as an industry?
0: So I think this could be linked to how we've seen the number of millennials who view posts about products or brands on social media. Each month that's risen by 14% since Q2 2020. So it's about really how millennials are kind of searching and and discovering brands. And I think Pinterest is, is a good example of where millennials have actually tapped into tools that are making these brand recommendations more powerful so they have this ar feature where you can place home goods in your living space and i think that you know not only does that take their shopping experience to a different level but it also taps into one of their core values that have emerged right convenience they are busy, right? They're busy. They're juggling bigger career responsibilities, you know, perhaps young children, right? So there's this kind of uh, accessibility that I think really appeals to a millennial mindset. And that's something that I think is really powerful.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's this really powerful combination of curation and being able to get inspired by other creators and other users, right? Like there are some times where I'm just like discovering like mood boards and, and even styles from other users. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to take that. I mean, like Pinterest, like I've been using it through all of the key milestones <laughs> in my life. And I'm sure there are other millennials that feel the same way that it's just like this perfect curative opportunity for them to just like focus on key projects. And then products are obviously tied to that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we've touched on a lot, Laura, and I think it helps paint a more detailed picture of the millennial and kind of where their hearts and minds are at right now. But I always like to ask folks who do research every day if there are any surprising or unexpected takeaways? Because we we may have like our own biases or expectations of what people want, but did the data show anything vastly
0: different than what you were expecting? Yeah. So I actually think one of the most surprising things was that they're tapping into the metaverse. And I think a lot of people often think of Gen Z when they think about this new emerging marketplace. And, you know, yes, of course, around Gen Z, they're engaging with more platforms like Roblox, right, for example. But our research shows that millennials are the most likely to purchase digital collectibles like NFTs Mm -hmm. and more and more are playing Minecraft year on year. And they're also most likely to want brands to be cutting edge and also exclusive. So I think these virtual spaces hold a lot of promise for both millennials and, you know, the brands that obviously market to them, right? It's it's not just the younger generations and it's not just a younger generation's world. There's a really strong list of reasons, I think, for brands to consider millennials when experimenting in in a virtual space like this. You know, their interest in the social side of gaming, uh, their increased use in VR headsets, headsets. They, you know, they use a lot of different devices. I think there's really a lot to explore there so definitely don't leave millennials out of the picture there they are looking into and tapping into the metaverse
1: i think that's a really powerful point because like especially around like vr headsets for example Millennials are probably more likely to have the disposable income to get that hardware, if that makes sense. So like you have to create experiences that make sense for them. Whereas if Gen Z is your target audience, like using these open platforms and communities like Roblox makes perfect sense. So I think we're kind of at this time where the metaverse, like brands are just hopping on the bandwagon, trying different things, seeing how the audience responds, which is totally fine. But I feel like there's like a totally strategic layer to this that is maybe getting overlooked a little bit, largely because people just want to say that they were one of the first to market or to test this, this new environment. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, NFTs, I mean, millennials want that like ownership and co-creation. Anyways, that's a whole different <laughs> conversation, <laughs> Laura, but like, de- <laughs> de- de- definitely a good takeaway and-, and nugget, I think, for our audience to maybe think about and ponder as they continue to test these new channels and experiences. But to that end, you know, we're kind of at the end of our time today, and I appreciate you digging into this data with me. But if we were to distill the most notable takeaways and turn them into meaningful action or actionable takeaways for our brand and retail executive listeners? What would be some of the key nuggets that you would zero in on?
0: Yeah, definitely. So I think there's three things to really pull from our data here, right? First is they're really tapping into their wallets, which is affecting what they're seeking. So those core values have evolved. So I would take the data we have to focus your attention to those core values. So make convenience, personalization, sustainability, make those a priority. Second is really about changing your strategies to be inclusive of how diverse the millennial generation is in the US, you know, not just on their interests, but the representation of themselves and, you know, and their families too. And a third thing I think is, you know, not to forego this younger generation to younger ones, um, especially, you know, like I mentioned about exploring new virtual spaces. Virtual spaces, they just hold so much promise. And, you know, we actually have a a whole host of insights on marketing in the metaverse and how brands can can make virtual a reality. And, you know, we know millennials are, are willing to spend extra, you know, to buy from companies that really reflect their values, their interests, so really tap into that and harness that data. You know, definitely don't forget about them. Um, you know, even, even though millennials might have grown up and while you might be focusing your attention on, on Generation Z and Gen Alpha, millennials are still incredibly, incredibly relevant. And I would highly recommend reading our reports. You know, there's so there's so many great insights available in them and, and so much content that, you know, I couldn't possibly cover everything today. So those are definitely worth a read.
1: Yeah, for sure. This is definitely just a little taste of all of the great research and insights that Laura and her team do. So we have the links to the research in the show notes. So definitely check those out if you want to dig a little bit deeper. But for now, Laura, thank you again so much for taking the time out for sharing a little bit of of the work you do, some of the insights that you've gleaned from this research. Super enlightening
0: and appreciate the discussion today. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
1: And to all of you listening, again, download the research, dig into the data. I would love to hear what has stood out to you. Anything you're surprised by, any ideas that you plan to run away with, drop us a line on social media. I would love to hear from you. So we are on Twitter at rtouchpoints or on LinkedIn at retail Touchpoints. We'll even tag Laura and the GWI team in those discussions as well. So if you have any direct questions or areas you want to clarify, we can keep this conversation going. But for now, that is... from us today we would love to hear your feedback on this episode and the entire series Uh, leave us a rating or review on your preferred podcast player we are on spotify stitcher apple Podcasts. frankly anywhere else we are likely there and be sure to subscribe to the show we are having deep dive conversations like this on the latest insights and research so you can get the latest and greatest delivered to your device as soon as they are out thanks again everyone we will see you next time take care Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.